this man, he got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, now in our sixth season. Thank you for joining us. And uh, today we will continue with part two, a crisis in humanity. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice. It should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. And I do want to thank, uh, the founders of Feedspot, F-E-E-D-S-P-O-T.com, who recognized our podcast, Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, to be selected by their panelists as one of the top 50 doctor podcasts on the internet. So thank you for that. <clears throat> and ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll continue uh, talking about what we about this crisis in humanity and the decreasing penis sizes and sperm counts. Uh, to give you an idea that you know what 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 is happening, and and again, just to give you information because information is power, and the more you have, the more the more you can use your logic, you know, which is going to be ground you and stabilize you in these troubling times. It's going to allow you to analyze situations and clusters of, of information to see what is right. And it's going to help you to be the CEO of your own body. Because, you know, you have the right to ask questions and get answers. And the more information, the better. And always with an attitude of gratitude, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, today maybe say thank you to someone and really mean it. And uh, maybe call someone you haven't talked to in a while. 
So last week we started on this journey about a crisis in humanity, all uh, started by uh, Dr. Shana Swan, who's a professor of environmental medicine and public health at Mount Sinai Health System, who has warned in her new book that phthalates, a chemical commonly used in the manufacturing of plastics, can shrink penises and decrease male fertility. Guess what the COVID masks contain? They contain a number of toxic chemicals, including the penis shrinking phthalates. Dr. Swan's book, Countdown, How Our Modern World is Threatening Sperm Counts, Altering Male and Female Reproductive Development, and Imperiling the Future of the Human Race. Quote, warns that humanity is facing an existential crisis in fertility rates as a direct result of chemical phthalates, and most men will, will be infertile by 2045. So last week, we talked about all the chemicals. We talked about hormone disruptors. We talked about decreasing testosterone levels. And today, Dr. Wong was going to join us, but for reasons he could not be here. So not only is decreasing testosterone levels a product of our lifestyle and possibly the COVID injection, we don't know for sure yet, but estrogen is playing a role because of the endocrine disruptive chemicals. So Dr. Wong has sent out this to me. In the sixth volume of his History of Man, Sir Arnold Toynbee, a tw the 20th century's greatest historian, tells us that one of the main reasons for the fall of a civilization or society is the rise of homosexuality. He relates that the usual percentage of homosexuals in a culture is 1% to 10% of the population. As long as that number remains low, the society thrives. As the civilization ages and the rate of homosexuality increases into the five plus range, society begins to deteriorate. Once at 10 or over, the civilization collapses and homosexuality kills civilizations. Soy formula and soy milk. They started being sold in 1973. That's when doctors first noted, what? Falling sperm counts. In the 1960s, it was taught to docs that male fertility meant having 100,000 sperms per milliliter of ejaculate. Today, no man reaches that. Fertility today has been revamped in males to mean 20,000 sperm per milliliter of ejaculate, and still a significant portion of the population is well below making that number. The size of the penis, fully erect, has shrunken as well from an average of seven plus inches in the 60s to today's average of five to six inches. The shorter the penis, the further the sperm have to swim to get to the cervix and enter the womb to fertilize an egg. Since not all children born survive to adulthood, there needs to be a 2.5 birth for every death in society. Today, America's birth rate is 1.5 per every death. 
The high amount of estrogens pumped into people from soy and flax, and flax is three times stronger than an es- than the estrogen in soy. P- pesticides like atrazine, which can turn male frogs into female frogs. Plastics like BPA, which act exactly like the strongest estrogen, estradiol, and can block and rot out your arteries, have all taken their toll on both fertility, right? Remember that birth controls are estrogen. The near-religious cult push for vegetarianism and veganism has further made things worse because all vegetable protein sources are estrogenic. The rule is, if it's a bean, a pea, a pod, or a seed, it is a mini uterus and is estrogenic. Estrogens promote everything from depression to obesity and cancer. On on personality, estrogen feminizes men, makes both women and men depressed. In gals, estrogen causes obesity and mood swings. Estrogen-dominant gals are likely to get endometriosis, uterine fibroids, ovarian and breast cysts. Oncologists know that estradiol and estrone spark 97% of cancers into existence and drive their growth, especially in a woman's reproductive organs and breasts and in men's prostates and testicles. Is it too late to stop the decline and collapse of America and indeed Western civilization? Don't know, but it will take an act of God to put the brakes on the runway train of estrogen that's rotting out our our society. And that was from our dear friend, Dr. Will Wong, who is an expert in this field, has studied it for years and has practiced it as a naturopath, as a PhD, as an entrepreneur making supplements. He is uh, just great. And I know our listeners like him and I'm thanking uh, our uh, producer, Dr. T, for the comments about our sound. The reason I want to thank her is because this morning she noticed that the sound was not there. We we talked for a half hour and there was no sound. So this is a somewhat of a repeat. And this brings me, he, Dr. Wong talked about testosterone. We talked about that last week as testosterone levels are dropping. There's a great book out. I mean, I just started reading it. I, I like the summary and it's called The Testosterone Hypothesis by a Mr. Barberset. B-A-R-Z-I-L-A-I. And he talks about uh, the dwindling presence of testosterone in our society and explains its negative repercussions and how it can affect and eliminate societies. It's a good book. I just started it. I'll have more to talk about it later. But it is in concert with Dr. Wong's estrogen thesis. So sperm production, directly disrupted by the effects of both plastic components and a hormone using contraceptive pills. Plastics, bisphenol A, BPA. If if the children have more of it in their blood than ever before. Falling sperm counts. It's war has worried experts since the 90s. 
Danish expert, Danish scientists actually were the first to report a genuine decline in semen quality over the last 50 years. And they at that time thought it could be implicated in male infertility. French researchers in 13, 2013 looked at partners of more than 26,000 childless women and saw their semen concentration drop nearly 2% for 17 years. They also did this research in, in mice, all reported in the literature. And we're wondering why men are turning feeble and effeminate, why their grip strength is decreasing, and why men are becoming 98-pound weaklings, weaklings like the old comics. So it's a combination of increased estrogen and decreased testosterone. Today's men, ladies and gentlemen, are dosed with estrogen daily. Part of it also, beside the chemicals, is a plant-based diet. Because the main plant in that diet is soy. It's a vegetable form of estrogen that's such a good mimic that your body actually believes it's getting a hormone boost. You know, there's estrogen in big dairies, nasty factory farm milk, and estrogen in packed foods from the chemicals used in plastics and can liners. Estrogen is everywhere. Look around. Is it getting harder each day to tell the boys from the girls? Look around. So do we need to eat more beef, which contains muscle-building proteins and real, fresh, hormone-free dairy? We have to think about these things because humanity is in crisis. TV dinners with all their plastics are ruining us men. We don't want to trade in toe-curling toe love for a set of man boobs, do we? We can't always blame Father Time. We have to start emptying our food cabinets. And that's where we have to start. We have to remember and know that touching uh, these... Uh, Receipts, these thermal receipts contain BPA and result in feminizing estrogen. That is in the can linings. Remember those receipts. It's in receipts, BPA. And the latest research is showing that this BPA can jump off a cash register receipt and onto your skin and into your body. And if you're using a hand sanitizer, as everybody it seems is doing these days, when they study volunteers that were asked to run some hand sanitizer over their hands and then handle the receipt, guess what? Something that millions do every day, would you say? It took just 45 seconds for the BPA to slip into their skin, and four minutes later, most of it was gone. 
It's not a magic trick. It got into their system. It was sucked into the skin because the sanitizer helps as it increases skin absorption levels. And they, they confirmed it with blood and urine tests. Phony chemical estrogen was now rushing through the body in levels that have been linked to diabetes, obesity, decreased sperm, and small penises. Now, we're talking about humanity, but there's also an article out that shows that BPA is the new heart attack risk. Bisphenol A. It's in plastics, right? It can rot your arteries, just like Dr. Wong said in his letter. British researchers checked out 591 patients who were referred because their own doctors believed they had coronary artery disease. 385 of them actually had it. And not coincidentally, they also had higher urine levels of BPA. They had gunked up arteries. And the ones that had the most gunked up arteries had 20% higher levels of BPA than those with the clean arteries. BPA, again, mimics estrogen in the body. And it really does it well. Because it can turn men into women. So we talked about last week, all the places where you can get uh, plastics, other things that affect testosterone levels that I did not talk about this morning is DHEA. It um, is a hormone produced from cholesterol that then follows one of two paths. And it either yields estrogen or testosterone. So if you don't have enough DHEA, which most of us don't, you're usually making more estrogen than, te than testosterone. Obesity, as I saw, the, the ad, is, is a risk factor for low testosterone. Low testosterone, low libido, low reproductive propensity. And it, it works by lowering your, if you're obese, you have low testosterone. You know what? And then that's a vicious cycle because if you have low testosterone, you have more abdominal fat. And then you have more aromatasin activity. What's aromatase? Aromatase converts testosterone to estrogen, further decreasing your testosterone. And remember, gents, we don't want our testosterone normal for our age. We want it normal for 20 to 30-year-olds. We want an optimal level of testosterone. And remember, if you have low testosterone, and they did a study in, in men who were treated for prostate cancer with uh, estrogen hormones, they had an increased incidence of Alzheimer's disease. Not good, right? So, as we talked about 
Lack of erections being the canary in the coal mine for coronary artery disease it is also the canary in the coal mine as regarding fertility. Okay. So where do we want to go from here? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just I wanted to make sure you, you know about this because it, it, it is a condition that's going to affect our humanity. Decreasing testosterone levels. And many articles have come out that, that led me to bring this subject up to you. I mean, articles that say that men could end up with penises a half inch shorter than usual if their parents were exposed to a high level of a chemical used in nonstick frying pans. So small penises and small perms, uh, low sperm counts can start during pregnancy while you're in the womb. PFCs, toxic effect on teenagers also. These chemicals are also found in waterproof clothing and grease-proof packaging for food. They get into the bloodstream with the resulting decreased and reduced testosterone levels. Also, you can be shorter from these PFCs. Not only your penises are smaller, you could be shorter. And this has been studied by many, and especially by Italian researchers in Padua. They're the ones that really came out and found that these PFCs will bind to testosterone receptors and reduce the levels of the male sex hormone used in the body. Study at Harvard also. And they did, you know, exposed men, non-exposed men. It all came down to the same thing. Despite some high-profile companies that have phased out the use of this PFC, this uh, nonstick compound, they are still used around the world in imported goods as reported by the Environmental Protection Agency. And I got this, this information from the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism. And one more thing, guys. Metformin. You, you may see, you know, that's used to treat diabetes. Some people are using it as an anti-aging drug. Guess what? It could really affect you. Why? Because it can decrease your testosterone level. It can drain you of testosterone. There was a study that found that levels of testosterone plunge after the first month you're on the drug metformin. But you don't read this, do you? Now, here's how it works. You're diagnosed with diabetes. And you want to try and beat it without meds. You want to do it on your own. Well, you started out on the drugs because 
they were prescribed to you. And then it hits and it hits you hard. You feel the energy sapping, wasting effects of low testosterone and you believe it's the toll of the diabetes. You forget all about the medications for diabetes. Okay. So that's a subject for another podcast. If you're recently diagnosed, what do you do? What drugs do you take, if any? You know, or do you just drop all processed foods and added sugars? And, and sugars are inflammatory to start with. Okay. So this is what I wanted you to know today. I think it's really important. I think uh, if we don't realize that testosterone levels are dropping and penises are shrinking and sperm is getting smaller and sperm is getting less mobile, uh, I think Dr. Swan may be right in 2045, we will not have uh, any more reproductive capacity for the men. So uh, I, I did want to tell you about eight penis-friendly foods. Let me check with Dr. T and see how we're doing. Okay. Did you ever think there were eight? You know what's number one on the list? Popeye used it. It worked for Popeye. It's spinach, a superior source of folate, which is a blood flow enhancer, a booster. Critical to male sexual function. Cooked spinach contains 66% of your daily folic acid requirement per cup. Also has magnesium. Okay, thank you, Dr. T. A, a daily cup of coffee for better sex? You bet. That morning cup of java can be a below-the-belt pick-me-up too. Drinking two or three cups of coffee a day may prevent erectile dysfunction, thanks to caffeine. Apples, keep an apple a day keeps a doctor away, and it may even keep prostate cancer away. They have all, they, apples have great all-around health benefits. Do you know what the testicle tree is? Well, the Aztecs, they were onto something when they named the avocado tree the testicle tree because you can supercharge your libido with avocados. Lots of great supplements in avocados. Vitamin E, zinc. Very important for testosterone. You want to get a little spicing up, spicing up in the bedroom? Well, chili peppers, if you can handle the heat. may not give you more testosterone, but it will make you feel better. It'll help to release some of those feel-good endorphins for your libido. You want to keep your sperm healthy? Carrots. That'll increase your sperm count. Eat more carrots. That's what the researchers say. It may improve both sperm count and motility so the sperm can swim to get that egg fertilized. And oats for a bigger O. 
Oatmeal might not come to mind when you think of the world's sexiest foods, but should be up there. Oats can be beneficial for having an orgasm. And wild oats are considered an aphrodisiac because they have L-arginine in it in oats. That can treat erectile dysfunction. And then you heard my uh, podcast on the canary in the coal mine, nitric oxide. If you don't have enough of that, you don't have an erection that could lead to coronary artery disease. Well, you need L-arginine to make that nitric oxide. And number eight on the list is tomatoes. They are a penile health trifecta. They include all the benefits we talked about. They can be eaten in a variety of ways. May even help prevent prostate cancer. May also be beneficial to male fertility and sperm quality because it seems that tomatoes significantly improve sperm concentration. Okay. So they're my tips for today. And uh, just know that plastics, uh, like, like the graduate said, they're going to kill us. They're everywhere. Be aware of them and try and avoid them. It's not easy. Try and eat as close to nature as possible. Watch atrazine. You know, beside uh, the Roundup, atrazine, uh, like I said, can change male frogs into female frogs. Lower testosterone, at least a percent a year. That's not something you want. So a couple of, a couple of thoughts. Yesterday, we did a, uh, an impromptu podcast on the shedding of the vaccine, or which is not really a vaccine, the shedding of the genetic injection that a lot of people have received and that is affecting women, changing their periods, having uh, clots and abortions, spontaneous abortions. We need more information on this, but it seems that in, in the, like I reported yesterday in Pfizer's documents, they were concerned about shedding and they wanted it reported. So thank you for listening to that. And as we get more information, uh, we will definitely share it because uh, it's, it's an important topic right now, okay? With uh, men having problems uh, with fertility, is, the, is this injection going to even make it worse? And are the vaccines in general making us healthier? And is the Pfizer vaccine really causing myocarditis? It seems like it is in people under 30 by a study that was leaked out. And I hate to mention this, but are vaccinated people walking time bombs? Can they really shed to all of us? And, and will they be exposing us to more mutated viruses than if they were not injected? So in 2019, the national health care spending reached $3.8 trillion, expected to be over $6 trillion by 2028. 
worth an eight to nine thousand dollars per person. Our immune systems are shot in this country. We have 50 million people with autoimmune diseases. 50 million. And that's our natural immune system. It's running in overdrive with everything we're exposed to. And not a lot of people are talking about the electromagnetic fields, which are the cigarettes of today that cigarettes were 50 years ago. Nobody took cigarette smoking serious. It's a cause of toxic inflammation. Inflammation, chronic inflammation, consider the root of many common diseases. So is our, are Americans really healthier? Or are doctors really the third leading cause of death in the United States? Is it really a sickness industry? How do medically caused deaths stock up against police shootings? These are uh, topics I want to start on next week uh, bring to bring to your attention. And I want to leave with this. There have been no deaths from vitamins. No, listen to that. No deaths from vitamins. The 37th annual report from the American Association of Poison Control Centers shows zero deaths from any vitamin. And guess where it is in this report on page 1,508 to 1,518 at the very end of the report published in Clinical Toxology. Way in the back, so nobody can see it. There were no fatalities from amino acids, creatine, blue-green algae, glucosamine, or chondroitin. There were no deaths from any homeopathic remedy. Asian medicine, Hispanic medicine, Indian medicine, none. There were no deaths from herbs. Ginkgo, et cetera, St. John's wort, valerian root, none. So if your healthcare provider is saying you're wasting your money on vitamins, uh, ask them, where, where are the bodies? Where are the body? Who is it killing? Who is it maiming? And it's getting to the point where uh, Dr. Joe Mercola now can't even tell you how good vitamin D is for uh, preventing COVID. He's being censored. He's being investigated. He's being threatened. As are most people in the the uh, natural field of medicine that uh, have opinions opposite the bureaucrats like Falsi and, and uh, the CDC, which is a private company, and the FDA. And so we have to get this medicine out to you, this medicine. We have to get this information out to you while we can. So we'll start that conversation next week. And as I get more information on the shedding of the spike protein from vaccinated people to unvaccinated or to young women. And as we get more information on the inflammation caused by the Pfizer vaccine, uh, we'll, we'll pass that on to you. 
So this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. I uh, want to thank our, our producer, Dr. T, for watching our audio uh, so we don't uh, have a situation like we had this morning. And uh, I will see you next time. And I have Freddie taking us home. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. If you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week. <laughs>